I just finished watching Bleach Thousand Year Blood War for the second time in 24 hours. And there is something so very personal about returning to Bleach. At the start of the pandemic, I absolutely um, watched the most of the first series and like bounced my way through the movies, but they weren't really that good, so I didn't get very far. And that was two years ago. I loved returning to this. Uh, Tite Kubo, who does Bleach, is one of my favorite artists, period. Like, his art style is really great. Like, I mean, he tends to gravitate towards, like, comically large-busted female characters. Like, I saw Orihime, who is one of the core four for Bleach, and... (laughs) Part of my like really positive feelings about the return was like, aw, Orihime, her giant titties. Like, <laughs> it's like a thing he's basically known for. But yeah, it was like returning home. And 2022 has actually been really great for nostalgia in popular culture because a lot of Things are getting remakes or sequels or reboots, and they're mostly really good, you know? And so um, Bleach Thousand Year War is, I'm not sure if it's like a TV series. I guess it's a TV series. I thought it was going to be a movie, but it makes sense to not make it a movie. There's too much going on in the final arc of Bleach to shrink it down like that. But yeah, so... It starts with you being introduced or reintroduced to the world of Bleach, where hollows prey on humans and destroy the world, and soul reapers take them out and protect humans, who are all going to die anyway, but whatever. And you're introduced to this like really tiny, cute um, new soul reaper. I cannot remember his name. I think it's... Um, I want to say Ryunosuke Yuki, but I'm not sure. And Shino Mararame, who is the younger sister of one of the captains, I think, in Soul Society. And it's like, Bleach is a lot. So if you start with Bleach and you're like, oh, I would like to, you know, like, I would like to get into this. I would like to write fan fiction. There's so much you have to do just if you want to write canon-based content. Because Tite Kubo is, like, brilliant artist, love his designs. Um, Like, literally, the new stuff is gorgeous. But at the same time, where he clearly fails is, like, a cohesive, consistent, clear plot you know so you're like why am i supposed to care there are like 200 characters in this not including the fillers um and talk about fillers the original bleach anime has fillers on the same level as naruto where you're like okay so like none of this matters Why am I here? And I'm saying this fully understanding the Japanese animation industry and how fillers come into being. It was just annoying because they would introduce these really incredible characters with really cool character designs. I'm talking like new species of shit. And then you would turn around and 
it wouldn't be relevant to the overarching plot. <laughs> and that was something that I had to like get used to as a, as a young person watching Shonen series and getting into Bleach and Naruto and later like Inuyasha or earlier Inuyasha. Unsure. Time is fake. Uh, but yeah, there's something so incredible for me about watching Bleach again, like watching new Bleach as opposed to rewatching it on Crunchyroll or now Hulu. Original Bleach anime, I know what's going to happen next. I'm very, very familiar with the characters and their arcs. It's like touching a pebble that has been worn smooth by a river. With Thousand Year Blood War, number one, I crack up every time I say the name because that's a very hefty name. But also, I remember that I know the ending. I know the ending. I know the arc's ending. And I know, like, who ends up with whom, what the overarching solution to the plot is, right? Um, because even back then, I was, like, really into ship wars, as in, like, understanding why people were mad. And with Bleach, I didn't ship either of the main, any of the main ships. So I was on the outskirts watching this happen. So I remember all of this, right? But it's not fresh, you know? And so it's very much like, like, oh, you're here and you're here too. Oh, seeing um, my favorite characters. And I, and I mean, I was one of those people, like I was into Bleach for not, not the wrong reasons, but not the right reasons either. So like a lot of people really were into Ichigo Kurosaki, who's the main character, um, and Rukia Kuchiki, who is Soul Reaper, who comes into his home into his life and upturns it and Orihime uh who's one of the girls at his school who becomes a really really valuable partner ally whatever I was in it for Uryu Ishida and Yasutora Sado who I guess everybody calls Chad um because even then I had a type and it was small bitchy twink and large, gentle, quiet giant. And that was it for me. Like, I I would read widely. I'm a multi-shipper. I, but I didn't really care about, like, the overarching plot beside what happened to them and the villains. So my friend Nat always gets, like, really fake mad at me because whenever she gets me into a new series, the first thing I do is gravitate towards the most trash-ass, awful, just garbage, ugh, villain possible, right? So, like, I started Jujutsu Kaisen, and one of the first things she says is, you better not get into Naoya. Naoya Zenin, no, bad, don't do it. Um, and since the anime stops um, at chapter 64 of the manga, so well before uh, Naoya shows up, Nat has not had to worry about that. Nat has had to worry about uh, the fact that I'm obsessed with um, Suguru Geto, who is the bad guy that you see in the thing. 
And that's to a lesser extent because I went fully feral for the eternal weird ass, ugh, I don't want to say love of my life because he's garbage, Mahito, right? So, and the reason why Nat and some of my other followers and friends who like gently lovingly roast me for my villain thirst, um, the reason why they're like, oh, you're going to get into Jujutsu Kaisen and immediately showcase to your bad taste is because the characters in Bleach who like permanently hold space in my heart are the villains. Like Aizen is it for me. Like, so when I was like a high schooler watching Bleach, the second they introduced Aizen, like number one, he gave off bad vibes. Like I I don't understand. Like bad vibes, hot in glasses. Like I could tell this was a manipulative bitch. Like, and I was in love. I was like, oh, who's he? Who's he? And then he had his two like right-hand dudes in Soul Society. You had Gin, who's like very he's drawn the way that like Kitsune are with like in, in a lot of popular anime like with the like basically permanently closed eyes really sly smile you had um i think kaname tosen who's one of the best freaking illustrated black characters in manga like that was my man's that was the loves of my life i i was like what he's black he's blind he's hot he got braids he has a staunch moral code i was ready to train like if i could figure out transmigrating i would transmigrate into the world of bleach for tosin um but it is funnier to harass nat with the aizen thing and so i start watching thousand year blood war and i go oh man It'd be really funny if they have a villain that shows up that I find hot so that I can thirst over him and not will, you know, threaten to, you know, whip me with a chancla. Um, You know, like I was prepared. I was prepared. But first of all, everything in the Thousand Year Blood War is leading up to the ending of the series. And I already have my endgame ship and it is Uryu and Chad right? But also, one of the villains shows up, and he looks like Trey's Kushinada. And I need you to understand that, yes, I was rabid for Trey's Kushinada. I used to do, by the way, an excellent Marimea Kushinada imitation when I was, like, in high school, because that's who I was as a person. But... I I can't with this villain. Like, I literally, I watched the episode over again. And I was like, this Trace Kushinata looking motherfucker. As I look at this guy, his eyebrows are jacked the hell up. He is obnoxious. He is annoying. He makes his appearance when Ichigo and the Katakura crew are asking the newest introduced um, Soul Reaper, whose name again may or may not be Ryunosuke Yuki, uh, what's your name? Before the kid can answer, Homie shows up like, like in Ichigo's room, uninvited, right? Like, oh, I am blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I was just so 
I don't even have the words to describe what I went through. And then Ichigo kicked them out of the room and like they proceeded to have like a little mini boss fight and it was great. But it was really wild seeing a character that had immense Trey's Kushronata visual energy, but none of the none of the political savvy. Like this is not a smart villain. Also, I don't mind Trey's Kushronata vibing villains, but too much German came out of that man's mouth for me. That that part isn't gonna work. Um right now I have no idea how long um how long this will be. We're getting an episode a week until it's done, I guess. Um, I am so excited to see how this progresses because the point of, um, the point of this last arc is that there's this, like, organization that Uryu Ishida recognizes as being related to the Quincy's, which is the thing that he's related to. It's, like, a weird Catholic thing, I guess. It's been a while. Um, but he recognizes them. So there's that group showing up to destroy the hollows, but also it looks like they're attacking soul reapers in soul society, right? And they get the one dude, the Trace Kushinata looking dude, got really pissed at the idea that he could be an Arankar, which is a sort of non hollow that shows up in one of the like ongoing in a really big arc of bleach so that's where you get like grim Zhao, who is like eternal bay and ukiora um who nat would probably beat me up for finding hot but he is hot he's sad and pretty and i love that and he has like a hole somewhere because they'll have like a hole i'm not gonna get into it um this is just supposed to be a hype mini episode you don't have time for that <laughs> but yeah i i don't know it's it's really great to return i felt the same way with yasha hime the follow-up series to inuyasha where you know, everybody got children because we live in a society and that means people have babies and also Sashomaru has babies with Rin, which I don't know how I feel about yet. Um, mostly because I keep repressing having any thoughts about it. But yes. <laughs> but yeah, because we live in this world where sequels do well because they farm nostalgia value. One of the things about anime sequels and remakes is that they offer a sense of closure that like live action products don't right? Live action versions of anime do not offer satisfaction or closure. Live action remakes of existing live action properties usually, except in the case of, I don't know, Interview with the Vampire, tend to lose some of the charm. But with anime sequels and remakes, what you're likely getting is better animation, full conclusion of the story arc, um, less filler, right? So I think a really good example of that is Full Metal Alchemist, which got, I think, a 2003 animation, anime series that was mid. Like, it had good parts, but because the manga wasn't finished, it had to introduce characters, change backstories, and truncate its ending 
according to what their budget was without waiting for the creator to finish. Then you have the 2009 Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which was a really good uh, anime adaptation of the manga. You got most of the characters in. You had familiar characters from the first season, but everything was kind of more streamlined. Certain plots took place over like an episode rather than being drawn out, you know, over episode or two. You had characters um, show up that were manga only at that point. You had better world building because you could look at uh, Shing. You saw like the history of Amestris. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. I also think of, and this is wild, I know, but Black Butler. So Black Butler was really huge when I was a teenager, and the seasons were really short. Um, Then, because of its ongoing popularity, it got, um, so you got the first season, which was okay, like that stuff happens in the manga for the most part. Um, It changed things to make certain characters friendlier, blah, 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 right? Second season, which introduced Alois Trancy, was garbage. It was crap. I hate it. I have never hated a series, a season more than I hate that season of Black Butler. Like, I don't even go here anymore and I'm angry. But then around 20, I want to say 2014, 2013, probably, possibly, we got Book of Circus, which took one of the most interesting arcs in Black Butler and put it on silver screen. And that, while it it didn't culminate in the ending of the series, I think it just finished the arc, um, because I didn't finish it. Book of Circus is also very difficult for me to watch. Um, It was more satisfying to fans than a season that introduced new characters and then kills off those characters, punishing them for things that they didn't do or that they did do, whatever. Also, Tokyo Ghoul. Tokyo Ghoul had a mid-second season that blended new content, um, like original content, with... um, with the existing content. But then it got the Tokyo Ghoul re-series, which fully adapted the re-manga arc, the sequel to Tokyo Ghoul. And it actually did a pretty good job. Cut out filler from the manga and made sure that like everybody got pretty decent storylines as they could because Sui Ishida-sensei has issues with, I don't know, writing women. And that's... I'm not saying that he's a bad person for it because I am here watching Bleach and I cannot tell you like that Tite Kubo is good at this. Um, but he's, they're pretty, pretty. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I just really love Bleach and, and it's really exciting to see people get excited about Bleach. People who for the first time in their lives are getting into it or people who let it go and they're like, oh, these bitches are hot. I'm going to, I'm going to start it. All of the episodes are available on Hulu. No idea about the movies, mind you, but all of the episodes are on Hulu. And that means since the new show, which is rolling out weekly is there in that week between the first episode and the second, how many people are going to stream all of Bleach? 
how many people are going to fall in love with these incredible characters and thirst inappropriately over villains and just get really invested in a world where life doesn't end after death. Like, I I love Bleach. Um, has some of the best characters, like, design-wise and just mood-wise. There is the live-action movie where the eternal love of my life, my ult of ults, Miyavi, plays Byakuya Kuchiki, who is uh, Rukia Kuchiki's like, adopted older brother. But understand, that was the first time I went, I could I could be about a live-action, and we're going to get more. And then, of course, because I'm unlucky, we did not get more. But, but, Bleach is one of those things where... Even when I'm not watching it, I am thinking about it. I don't know if that's because I am in deep procrastination mode or because it really is that good. But it's it's a series that has lived in my head rent-free from the second I saw it. I learned to rap in Japanese from the original opening. I think the opening theme song. Um, I love... Uh, Rie Fu, Life's Like a Boat, was my introduction to her. I found out last year that she's only, like, six years older than me. You know, like, I have a lot of attachment to this series, to the style of the art, to the characters, to the music, and the nostalgia associated with it is just really incredible. Like, it's been apparently 20 years. 20. 20 years since Bleach. Holy shit. Well, now I feel old. Well, if you haven't started Bleach, Thousand Year War, Thousand Year Blood War, or any of the other um, media you can, apparently there's only one movie, though, that is worth seeing, and it's the one that Tite Kuba worked on directly. Um, If you haven't gotten your eyes on Bleach yet, the whole series, like, 360 plus episodes is on Hulu. If you like it and you're a shipper, please, for the love of God, write me some Chad Uri content. I'm begging. I'm begging. Thanks for listening to this mildly ridiculous bonus episode of Stitch Talks-ish. <laughs>